you around the house. Like you're in the bathroom and you close the door and you see like their paw like through the door crack or the door crack. The door crack. <laughs> like the bottom of the door. Well, I can hear Pug. Like, can't you hear Pug right now? I can't. She's like a scratch at the door, like, hey guys, let me Snorting. in. Snorting. <laughs> what are you doing? Are you guys in there eating? Yeah, you guys making a sandwich. <laughs> All right, so all jokes aside, we have a really good case for you guys this week. Let's jump into this week's episode. Everyone knew that Denise Anderson was being harassed by her ex-boyfriend, Sheldon Davis. He was stalking her, had physically assaulted her, vandalized her car, and threatened her. Denise had gone to the police three times looking for help, but the law was clear. The police couldn't arrest Sheldon Davis on domestic abuse charges because Denise wasn't dating him anymore. By law, they were just estranged friends. When her body was found at the end of the summer in 2019, dead inside a burning apartment, there really wasn't any question about who killed Denise. Everyone only wondered, Why wasn't Sheldon stopped sooner? Denise Marie Anderson was born and raised in Fargo, North Dakota. Born on May 2, 1967, to Linda Weiss Savageo, her mother couldn't have been more thrilled to have a daughter. Like Linda, Denise had no plans to leave Fargo. She graduated from Fargo North High School in spring of 1985 and started to work right away in the food industry. After trying a variety of jobs, Denise eventually found one that she loved the most. She was a kitchen manager of an assisted living home. Denise loved working with the elderly and worked very hard every shift to put a smile on the faces of all of those who lived there. Being a sensitive soul whenever one of the residents would pass away, which wasn't uncommon in an assistant living home, Denise would be torn up and deeply moved by having known them, and she was sad to lose them. For as much as Denise loved the residents at her work, they loved her back. Outside of work, Denise enjoyed spending time with her friends and family. She had one son, Nicholas Berlin. Nicholas, in his early 20s, married a woman named Tanika, and together they had a son named Elijah. Elijah was Denise's only grandson, and she loved him more than anything. She would spoil him with toys, treats, and love. In addition to her family, Denise had a strong, loving circle of friends. Denise was a very sociable woman, and she loved to host get-togethers that brought everyone together under one roof to share a meal, drinks, and laughs. These nights are some of Denise's friends' most cherished memories. Denise's kind and loving heart also extended to animals. She would stop to help any animal in need and had a dog of her own named Echo that she loved very much. Denise was a friend, a mother, a grandmother, and a hard worker. By the age of 52, much of her life revolved around her family and friends. She was loved immensely. So it was early 2019, and Denise started a new relationship with a local man named Sheldon Davis. 
At first, things were going well. After about four months or so, though, Denise began to think that it would be better if they stopped seeing each other, so she broke up with him. Sheldon, on the other hand, did not agree. According to him, they never broke up at all. After Denise made it clear things were over, Sheldon turned into a different man. He was angry, mean, and obsessed. Denise was terrified. Now, her friends knew that she was afraid of a man that she had recently dated and broken up with. But Denise never seemed to mention his name. In one message to a close friend, Denise detailed just how bad things had gotten. Sheldon had started stalking her, leaving her threatening messages, and calling her workplace. Denise's neighbor, a man named Adam Siemens, later reported that he would see Sheldon standing outside of her apartment, watching her for hours at a time. Denise pleaded with Sheldon to stop and just leave her alone. Rather than listening to her request, Sheldon only grew more aggressive. He called the assisted living home where she worked and made false accusations against her, telling her boss that she was on drugs and drunk at work. Denise, of course, denied these claims, but Sheldon was persistent. And get this, his calls were so frequent that Denise eventually lost her job, a job that she loved. By the end of June 2019, weeks had passed since Denise had ended things with Sheldon, but he was showing no signs of letting up. In fact, he only became worse. On June 30th, according to a police report she filed and messages sent to her son, Sheldon Davis had sexually and physically assaulted her. In text to her son, Nicholas, Denise sent pictures of her arms covered in bruises. And the message read, Sheldon almost killed me last night. And though she had gone to the police, they were unable to put a stop to Sheldon's behavior. The detective in charge said that while they were investigating as best they could, it seemed as if their hands were tied by outdated laws and obscure definitions on what constitutes domestic violence. In total, Denise filed three reports against Sheldon for his aggressive, violent behavior. Nothing came of the reports in time to save Denise. When Nick learned of what this man had done to his mother, he took it upon himself to confront Sheldon. He went to Sheldon's apartment and demanded that he stay away from Denise for good. But unsurprisingly, Sheldon wasn't listening. After the assault on the 30th of June 2019, and when he learned that Denise had filed charges against him, Sheldon grew even more irate. On July 15th, Sheldon was recorded telling Denise, I will do whatever it takes to destroy your life. After that, Sheldon allegedly vandalized Denise's car. With his violent behavior escalating, Denise filed a restraining order against him, trying to protect herself. Despite the restraining order, Sheldon Davis was persistent in his abuse. Denise was obviously terrified and expressed her concerns to her friends, saying that aside from losing her mom, this has been the worst thing to happen to her. 
Though the police were investigating Sheldon, they weren't able to do much more to prevent his actions. And he wasn't relenting. As the summer started to draw to a close, police found a tracker had been placed under Denise's car. Sheldon wasn't just having a hard time with the breakup. These were egregious acts of cruelty. And Denise Anderson wasn't the first woman that Sheldon Davis had been aggressive towards. He had a long criminal history, one that spanned across the United States. He had convictions for assault, false imprisonment, and domestic violence in quite a few states, including North Dakota, South Carolina, and Georgia. Sheldon Davis had a violent history, and Denise Anderson made every effort to get help and keep him away from her. But as the summer ended, it just wasn't enough. On Thursday, August 1st of 2019, at around 9.30 in the morning, the Fargo Fire Department responded to a call that a third-floor apartment at 417 12th North, just west of downtown Fargo, was on fire. The apartment was rented by one Sheldon Davis. Luckily, firefighters managed to get the blaze under control in about 20 minutes, but significant damage had already been done. All occupants of the building were displaced as a result of the fire, though it seemed hopeful that those in the lower levels could return soon. As firefighters worked to secure the building, check for damages, and make sure that everyone got out safely, they made a horrific discovery. A woman was found laying face up, partially clothed, and dead in Sheldon Davis's apartment. What was most surprising, the area that she was found in hadn't been reached by the fire yet. It was clear her death wasn't caused by flames or smoke. The body was that of Denise Anderson. An autopsy later confirmed that she had died of blunt force trauma to her head, far before the fire even started. She had multiple large gashes on the back of her head. Her body was swollen from cuts and broken bones. She had bruises all over her face and her body. It was immediately clear to investigators that they were dealing with foul play. They suspected that Denise had been hit with a heavy object, possibly a broken cast iron skillet that was found near the body. The skillet was hard enough and sharp enough to have cut into her skull and injured her brain. But presumably because the heat from the fire, the skillet had no detectable DNA on it. Denise's time of death was placed well before the start of the fire on the morning of August 1st, 2019. Denise had been seen with Sheldon the night before. He had picked her up from her house and taken her to the bowler for drinks before driving both of them back to his apartment. It's not unusual for victims of domestic abuse to meet their abusers. We aren't sure why Denise was with Sheldon that night, and there isn't really a clear timeline. But sometime that night, given where she was found and that she was clearly murdered, it seems like what she had tried to warn everyone would happen finally did. As her son would later recall Denise saying to him, if I die, Sheldon did it. That same night, 
Police arrested Sheldon Davis while he was at a friend's house in Fargo. He was facing murder and arson charges. He was booked in a Cass County jail, and while he awaited court, Sheldon Davis remained adamant about one thing. He didn't do it. Sheldon claimed that he had left his apartment earlier that day, well before the fire, and hadn't seen Denise Anderson at all. It wasn't until later that afternoon, when he was contacted by the police, that he learned of her death in the fire. Sheldon told reporters while waiting in jail, Right now, I'm just going through a confusing time with all these charges and stuff. But despite reports that he was a murderer, Sheldon reaffirmed, I loved her. As Denise's family and friends learned about what had happened to her, there was no doubt in their mind about who had taken Denise from them. Nick, Denise's son, couldn't think of a single other person in her life who would want to have hurt his mom. Of all the men she used to date and people that she knew, Sheldon Davis was the only one to ever raise a hand to her. There was no doubt in anyone's mind that he was the one responsible for Denise's murder. Besides their history, she was found in his apartment. How else could she have died there? And Denise, in all of the months before her murder, had documented so much. She had filed police reports, taken pictures of bruises that he had left on her body, told her friends and family about what Sheldon was doing to her, and she even named him as the only one responsible if she were to ever turn up missing or dead. What's so devastating about Denise's story is that it seems everyone knew what Sheldon was capable and leading towards, even Denise. She saw her murder coming, fought against it, but in the end, the system failed her. Though the law wasn't helping her before, after Sheldon was arrested, prosecutors weren't going to let him get away with harming another woman. They were determined to get justice for Denise Anderson. At his first hearing, prosecutors laid out their preliminary case against Sheldon and asked that his bail be set at a whopping $2 million, cash only. In the case against him, prosecutors shared a statement from one of Sheldon's friends who alleged that Sheldon had come over to his place the day of the fire and said, I did something bad. This friend also shared that Sheldon had previously told him that he thought about killing Denise before, particularly because he knew that Denise had filed assault charges against him. When Sheldon heard that the prosecution wanted to set bail at $2 million, he was irate. During the hearing, he yelled out at the judge that he was being treated unfairly. He blamed the media for this, that the local news had been, quote, printing out too much, a bunch of lies, end quote. He demanded that he be given a more reasonable bail. So his bail was then set at $1 million cash only. He was charged with murder, endangering by fire, and arson. While in jail, awaiting his formal trial, Sheldon maintained his innocence still. He told reporters that, quote, Even if I thought I could get away with it, I wouldn't want to do it just for conscience's sake, end quote. 
In Cass County Jail, Sheldon was recorded over a phone call saying that Denise died by blunt force trauma, something that the police had never revealed to him. Given that the autopsy had been conducted after he was jailed, how could an innocent man know the cause of her death? For the next two years, Sheldon Davis remained in prison while he waited for his trial. But he didn't make it easy for any lawyer involved. In August of 2020, Sheldon alleged that the prosecutors on his case were trying to hide a relationship between a suspect in his case and a member of the Cass County State's Attorney Office. Sheldon claimed that was an injustice against him. The current prosecutor on the case was the second, as the first had recused herself over undisclosed conflict of interest. But the prosecutor that Sheldon was worried about wasn't either of the ones directly involved in his case. Sheldon had also filed a motion in 2020, among the number of other complaints, to change his lawyer. Sheldon's former attorney noted that there was an irreparable rift between them that made it impossible for him to continue representing Sheldon. Sheldon said that this was because he had asked his attorney to do things which his attorney refused, as they are allowed to do. After a year in court, the judge presiding over his case was growing fed up with Sheldon playing musical chairs with the attorneys. He threatened that Sheldon would have to represent himself if he filed another change of representation, something that Sheldon knew he could not handle due to how super complicated the case had become in his perspective. After another year, Sheldon Davis was finally set to face trial in March of 2021. Sheldon remained firm that he was innocent and that someone else was responsible for Denise's death. But the prosecution was ready with witnesses, evidence, and Denise's long paper trail of documented abuse at the hands of Sheldon. Documents shown at his trial suggested that Sheldon had told many people that he wanted to buy a gun and that he was worried about having to go to jail for Denise's allegation of rape and assault. In the weeks before the fire, Sheldon's friends recalled him talking about wanting to burn his apartment down. One witness recalled that Sheldon had said numerous times after Denise had ended things with him and filed her reports against him that he wanted to wreck her life and kill her. Police testified that two fires had been started in his apartment, a stove fire and another under the sink in a garbage can that melted and then broke a water line. With all the stove switches turned on, there was no doubt that Sheldon had set the fire intentionally. Denise's family and investigators had no other possible suspects. There was no one else in Denise's life that would have wanted to harm her. Prosecutors suggested that Sheldon's motive for killing Denise was to avoid jail time for her charges against him. He wanted to silence her. The great irony of it is that in killing Denise, Sheldon set himself up for more jail time than ever. It took the jury only one hour to deliberate on the morning of March 12, 2021. They found Sheldon Davis guilty on all charges. Less than two months later, on May 10, 2021, Sheldon was sentenced to life in prison without parole for the death of Denise Anderson.
Hi, this is Daniel LaRue the Real GM Radio Podcast. It's a Texas showdown in the postseason, and BetOnline is your number one source for all your baseball wagering information with up-to-the-minute stats, news, scores, and matchup breakdowns. BetOnline has everything you need to stay up to speed on each league championship series all the way through the World Series. And don't forget, BetOnline is where you get the latest game odds, spreads, and totals for the NFL and college football right at your fingertips. BetOnline has real-time updates on statistics, news, and odds. We're serious up betting on football. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action at Bet Online, where the game starts. Though legally, Denise's friends and family have been able to find some justice for her, they feel there's more that can be done to prevent another senseless, unnecessary loss. Two of Denise's friends, while waiting for Sheldon's trial, started a petition to change the laws that prevented police from taking action while she was alive. They hoped that in changing the legislation, they could remove this gray area so that no woman would be left unprotected by these laws. There's no update on if North Dakota has made any change to its century code on domestic violence yet, but... We hope that changes can be made soon so that no one else suffers like Denise did. What's so upsetting about Denise's story is how preventable her murder could have been. She reached out for help, told her loved ones, and tried to get away from her tormentor. But ultimately, loopholes and cracks in the system failed her. If you or someone you know is a victim of domestic abuse, you can call the National Domestic Violence Hotline at 800-799-SAFE for resources, care, and support. Thank you all so much for listening to this week's episode. We will see you next week. Crime Salad is a Weird Salad production. Are you kidding me? That was perfect. Hi, this is Daniel Roo the Real GM Radio Podcast. It's a Texas showdown in the postseason, and Bet Online is your number one source for all your baseball wagering information with up-to-the-minute stats, news, scores, and matchup breakdowns. Bet Online has everything you need to stay up to speed on each league championship series all the way through the World Series. And don't forget, Bet Online is where you get the latest game odds, spreads, and totals for the NFL and college football right at your fingertips. Bet Online has real-time updates on statistics, news, and odds. We're serious up betting on football. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action at Bet Online, where the game starts.